Today's episode is sponsored by Study Notes ABA. If you haven't heard about the changes with the whole continuous cycle going on for testing, we got you. Study Notes ABA 2.0. Expect cool shit. The next study collective, which is now called our Spring Collective, starts March 9th. It will be 10 weeks of fun. And we also have video recording options, drop-ins, single recordings, mock exams, specialty classes, CEUs coming super soon. So get excited because we're excited AF. Go to www.studynotesaba to join in on one hell of a studying trip. Winter, spring, summer, or fall. All you got to do is call. It's behavior, bitches. Hey, guys. It's Liat. And Casey. And we're back. And guess what? It is episode 38. And Casey, I can't even let you do the rhyme because I'm so <laughs> excited. Episode 38. Our guest today is effing great. We sure okay? is. We are super pumped. We're going to use some foreplay to get you guys all hot and bothered before we do the introduction. But before we get started, as always, you know where to find us on Instagram at Behavior Bitches Podcast, on Facebook at Behavior Bitches Podcast, or online, BehaviorBitches.com. You could find us on any platform that you listen to your podcasts on. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, We get super excited and pumped when you guys leave five-star reviews and say nice shit to us. So if you have something nice to say and want to leave five stars, go ahead and leave that review. We might read your review as the review of the day. And it keeps us motivated and doing this shit. That's the reinforcement we need to keep on going. So go ahead and do that. And now we have our featured five-star review of the day. Here we go, Casey. First off, also, happy Valentine's Day, Liat. Thank you so much. It is Valentine's (laughs) Day today. It is. And And it's um, a special day. We're recording two episodes today. And I'm wearing my special Valentine's Day sweater you sent me in the mail. I'm super excited about it. And um, five-star review really was beautiful today. Are you ready for it? Beyond. From Corey S. This is again on Apple Podcast. Five stars, a healthy binge. I like that. I have not felt the need to binge a single bit of Netflix. Netflix with no S. Since diving into this podcast. Casey thought Netflix had an S on the end, but that's besides the point. Keep going. Just keeping it real, guys. You guys make ABA so relatable and understandable while making it fun. Thank you for putting the time to continuously put content out that makes this feel better. This has turned my inner nerd back on and has turned my burnout right around. Emoji clap, emoji praise hands, and emoji, I think it's the love symbol. You are great, Corey. Thank you so much for that review. Thank you, Corey. Love you and mean it. All right. Now, let's get into the good shit. Today. Today, 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 today's episode is going to be G-O-O-D. That would be an understatement. So our guest today, she calls herself a human behavior hacker. 
you might be thinking, what the F is that? Well, our guest today, first of all, I actually reached out to her because I have never seen someone with more letters after their name, like her name, and then a million letters, literally. And so my subject line to her was, I've never seen someone with more letters behind their name. Also, um, we got recommended by Scott, who was the hostage negotiator, who we referenced in our show and now has become a friend who has connected us with a lot of really cool guests. Anyways, so our guest today is, she is the founder of the Human Behavior Lab and the Human Behavior Hacker School. These are some interesting facts about our guests. You know, we typically ask ahead of time. Susan's Myers-Brigg is an ISTP. If that means anything to you, you've taken the test. If you haven't, do it. I'm an E something for extrovert. I know that letter at least. She has been called quirky, weird, intense, and odd. She collects skulls. She's from South America, Argentina to be exact. Um, school, cool things about her. She has over 28 years of experience working and training in the US, South America, Caribbean, Mexico, and Europe. She developed the first training incorporating face reading, statement analysis, linguistic, micro expressions, and body language. She attended Harvard Law School and did negotiation and leadership. She is a hostage negotiations phase one, two, and three certified. She's an international certified hostage negotiator, investigative techniques using social networking sites. That's what she does. That's super cool. So if you're putting fake shit up there on Facebook or Tinder, be careful. Um, she does. She uses eye tracking software for deception and market research. She also utilizes face recognition and tracking software. But after all these, and all of these come with a certificate, as you know, and so they give her all these letters. But what she told me is a much more simple description of what she is. And I mean, if I could tell you guys, she's just so cool, smoking a cig on this, sitting in her house. She's just super, super cool. She told me that I'm just a bitch with a couple certifications. And you know what, Susan? That is totally cool with us. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much, ladies, to have me here. Do you know how you can get to the, a man's heart? How, how do you get to a man's heart? It through, is Valentine's Day. Through the ribs with an arrow. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. Hey, I dark ties. Some Valentine is some Valentine is one of the most commercial um, celebrations in the in United States, and I don't like hearts. I always says if you give me a heart as a chocolate, by the way, I don't eat sweet, or as a gift or as a jewelry. Well, you're gonna need to go to the proctologist. Sorry, pardon my French. <laughs> I love that. Um, I've actually got a heart necklace, a heart, an earring set, and I. It was in the beginning when Ellie Ron and I were dating. That's my husband. And I was like, um, I'm sorry, I cannot wear this. It's just not me. That um, was literally my first um, <laughs> first Valentine's Day with Matt. He got me a diamond ring and it was in the shape of a heart. And I was no. I was like, I can't. I'm not. I'm so sorry. I love you. I mean it. But no. And ever since then, I just pick out my own stuff that I want. And it works perfectly. Same. Awesome. How you doing, bitches? Woo, Thank you for having here. me. We're just bitching it up, you know. 
I will uh, say, looking at the two of you right now, you look like you could be like mother and daughter, kind of well, sister I, loves. I'm, both- I'm old enough to be your, I'm old enough to be Liet, uh mother. I'm 48. Liet, how old are you? No, you're not. I'm like 30. I mean, I guess you could be. I'm not 30. I'm 29. Yeah, I still can you, be your did mother. You, did, did you know I was lying? <laughs> okay. So the behavior principles we're going to cover today, and we're going to cover a lot more. This episode is just so interesting that I know we're going to get into a lot of things, but this is what I thought of off the bat. So we're going to talk about body language and, you know, the antecedents, behaviors, and consequences involved and the importance of human behavior. Also, we're going to talk about the importance of baseline. We'll talk about verbal behavior. And like I said, the three-term contingency, there's going to be way more, but please don't let me waste any more time talking about the behavioral principles. Let's get into this episode because I promise you it's interesting AF. Do you know what AF means, Susan? Uh, I don't, I don't talk Twitter. I don't talk Starbucks. (laughs) So can you translate for me? As fuck. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah. Interesting as fuck. You know what? I curse a lot and after many years justifying myself, I found a couple of studies who said people who curse is more intelligent. So every time that I curse, it's like, I'm sorry, is my intelligent talking to you? (laughs) Pardon my friend. I love it. I agree. I told my mom that too. She's like, can you stop using like the F word and stuff? And I was like, mom, think about it. I could say, you're amazing. Or I could say, you're fucking amazing. How much more does it mean when I say you are fucking amazing? That means like you're really amazing. You know, you're amazing. is just generic. You're fucking amazing is real. So <laughs> that's how I feel. So, okay. Getting started. Casey, question number one is on you. I'll let you get started. Susan, tell us what it means to be a human behavior hacker and what is it that you do? Well, some people hack computers. I hack humans. I always says, when you need to define who you are, the best people to do it is to talk to your clients and your friends. So for two years, I've been collecting information. I was I was collecting information like if you need to describe what I what I do, how are you going to describe it? If you're going to talk about me when I'm not in the room, how are you going to describe it? And a friend of mine who work in technology, he says, well, you're like a human behavior hacker and like, dude, you just got me the most cool title ever because I didn't want to be a coach. I don't mean, I don't want to be a trainer. So he says, well, you're a human behavior hacker. And I come up with some people hack computers. I hack humans. And that's what literally what I do. The first time that we talked with Liet uh, on, on Zoom, I would start reading her face and like, what the how you what and like that that's what happened i can read your face i can read your text i can listen to a conversation and determine how you are deception detection how is your personality even how to talk to you and how you process information so i love it so who are some people that you work with well i have worked with the most <laughs> brought and like I I know you're gonna ask yes I work with sperm donors people why because when people go to donate sperm what happened is they say all the miracle and marvelous and wonderful things about themselves so you can determine when when they lie because when couples want to uh, over um, 
ovo donation or sperm donation, they want to make sure that there are certain traits there are on place. So when people looking for traits, they are similar, so the kids are not going to be looking so different. I did that um, as a as a pro bono. I did that because a couple of friends of mine uh, went through the process, and I want to help them. But the cool things are like training police, hostage negotiator, lawyers, sales teams, and yeah. Actually, when people say, who can use what you do? My question back is, who doesn't need it? We were talking, girls, about that. It's mm -hmm. crazy that doctors and people who need to deal with patients all the time, they don't have any behavioral trainer. They should have to determine what the patient is lying when you have certain uh, aggressive behaviors that you need to be paying attention. So it's crazy to me when I went from consulting to coaching and training that most people that I don't I know is like, no, we never have the training. So you're a teacher, you're a doctor, you're a lawyer, you're a behavioral person, you're a psychologist, you don't know how to read expression, body language and faces like, what the heck you should. Yeah, I think it's absolutely crazy. And also, you know, when I was, a, I came out of my master's program, woohoo, as a special ed teacher, and then you start working with kids. And I'm like, how the hell did I go through a master's program working with people who are definitely, I mean, everyone has behavior. So everyone, your dog, your fish, everyone has behavior. And I'm like, I'm supposed to be teaching these kids, but I have absolutely no knowledge in behavior. I thought it was totally bizarre. And, you know, as in our field in ABA, it's really important that you could read precursor behaviors. Like, look, if you place a demand right now, this person is literally going to bite your arm off, you know, like it's, and I see a lot of people in our field working with individuals and they don't have this ability to, you know, read body language and human behavior. I mean, obviously I don't think any of us have it to the extent that Susan has it, but it, it is totally crazy. And Susan, I know I was talking to you earlier about I brought up when you said it's crazy that doctors don't have this and they're working with human beings all the time. Well, I says that when I train doctors and how to communicate when patient determine if a patient is an addict, it says, if you have a patient who come to the emergency room and says, my shoulder hurt, I need oxy, I says to you, what is the problem with that? And the problem with that is, A, you only use a nickname with something that is familiar to you. So if I name oxycodone oxy meaning that i have a relationship with that and when i am a patient and we talk about medical procedure doesn't matter how much you know about your body but if i'm coming and says this is my diagnostic this is the medication that i need it's a person who's only hurt themselves in order to get medication so it's about behavioral question. It's not only behavioral question when we're doing a job interview or we're doing a sales those kind of questions should be happening with people who treat, treat patients and people who treat uh, people with uh, addiction. If I ask, when the doctor asks you like how much you drink, well, how often do you drink? Well, sometimes. Sometimes meaning can be one time a, a week or seven, seven days a week. So we need to come back. I always insist people do not lie to you. We do the wrong questions. We was talking about the class that I did and the master class for criminology last last week. And I, I the two-hour class was how to make question, close-ended and open-ended question. If I ask you, do you like the beach? You're going to say yes, no, maybe, no. 
But if I ask you, what is about the beach that you like so much? Now we can establish a conversation. You're going to tell me if you're married, if you have kids, when you take vacation, if you rent a car, if your parents are alive. Why? Because it says, yeah, I love the beach because it's the only time I have with my wife because my parents taking care of the kids and we can rent a car and we can go to New York. Now I have a story. Now I have data and data is power. Data, 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 data. We can only change what we monitor. And that is why we take data so we can actually change things. Definitely. This is amazing. And you are a sneaky motherfucker, Susan, how you ask these questions. You're like, no, do you like the beach? Yes. No. Okay. So like, what's your favorite part of it? I like that. I like that a lot. Do you know what is the difference between interrogation and dating? Nothing. What? Happy ending and the alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I, people tell me that I am a natural interrogator. I asked you. Uh, I, when we were driving back to the um, airport, Liat, remember when you were taking me to the airport? I think yes. I, if I was taking actual data, I probably think in that 25 minute drive, you asked me 37 questions about my childhood. You were just drilling me. But who cooked the food? But what was in your freezer? But I don't understand how you got food. I'm like, I had food, Leon. I wasn't like. <laughs> I'm like, but if you were on food stamps, what food did you get? Like, did what you would that? food stamps buy you? And I'm like, everything it buys you. <laughs> like, <laughs> Well, but asking the right questions is when you bring you to the right conclusions. Um, you guys, with what you do, you need information and gather information like yesterday. In my case, it's the same. When I have a case that. I don't know, an, an, an statement for um, a deposition with a lawyer. I need to have all the information to make sure that when I do the reading on the statement, I can be accurate. And when we go into a trial ward year, I know what is going on and how it's going on. We were talking with you guys about how, when, why. People is always thinking it's only one way to ask questions. Like, no, you need to ask why. But why? believe it or not, is one of the initiation questions more danger. Because as I ask girls, how, why you start the podcast is different that, oh, I like to eat strawberries. Why? Can be looked as a criticism. So there are certain words that how you do the tone, how you ask those questions. And the moment you ask those questions where it's collecting data or aggressive and closing the conversation. That's really interesting because one of our main roles um, in behavior analysis, let's say, you know, we're working with a kid with autism, for example, and, you know, you go into a house and you are, first of all, we get indirect, we do an indirect assessment. We'll ask the parents, like, your kid does this. Okay, when do they do it? What does it look like? But the one question we're told to never ask is why? Because these are going to be very subjective to the individual. So we might get an answer from a parent like, because he knows he's pissing me off. So he does this, right? And that's our job as a behavior analyst to figure out the function of the behavior, why they are doing this. So I think it's just interesting how all these things tie back to one another. Yeah, I always says I don't have any degree because I failed so many times. I failed because I'm highly dyslexic, like how you mentioned. Uh, I failed to have my first degree. I failed to have my second degree. And I failed the third time when I was accepted to do a master in, in UK for all the years of experience. And I have, I fell a year later because the pressure was too much. 
but uh yeah failing failing and keep doing and learning and going back is what you need to do you told me that you know we asked you why you got into this and on the phone call you said because i had really high curiosity i was extremely curious and i failed so many times that it essentially served as your mo for you to get really good at something is that right i i always wanted to be what i become when i was a kid i used to being watch and Obviously, we didn't have Netflix, but we have video cassette. Girls, you're too young. You don't know what's a video cassette. I had a video cassette. I had all the Disney movies. Thank you very much. Oh, my God. So with my dad, we used to watch Columbo uh, shows and how he interrogate people and he played dumb to interrogate people. So when I was asked, what do you want to do? And like, oh, I want to be a FBI interrogator. So I went to... It's funny because I graduated from high school early, almost one year early because the teachers didn't want me on the class because I was annoying because my IQ was higher. So I graduated from high school early. So I start college early too. So when I start going to college and some point one of my teachers says, what is wrong with you? Like you are, all your papers are behind, your papers are horrible. What is wrong? But you're the person who participated the most in the class. I'm like, well, I have dyslexia, so it's difficult to keep up with me. So he introduced me with somebody else and I ended up leaving the, the university and I start working in this field couple of years later and says, okay, the only way the FBI is going to take me if I have a degree. So I went back to school, fail again. I couldn't make it. So when I did all my certifications, I ended up two months later from where the FBI line of um, acceptance was taken. So you're supposed to have, you're supposed to be 37 when the FBI take you. I was 37, I was 38 in two months. They didn't take me. I wanted to get to the police to get to the behavioral unit. I didn't make it either. After that, I make to the master. I fail again. So you know what? What I did is I ended up on the place that I want to end, but failing. Why? Because if you don't fail, you don't get back. And when you get back, you get back stronger and powerful and I think that's where I am, where I am now. I love that. You know, I, I could, that resonates a lot with me because I just was rejected after rejected from University of Maryland. I wanted to go there and rejected and rejected. And now they're asking me for money because I did end up going there. I got in eventually, did my program, did my master's there. And they're asking me for money. And I'm like, fuck you. Um, but I would say in my case, it wasn't anybody else falls the mind when I'm 48. So dyslexia 30 years ago, wasn't taken as serious as today. I always told them I have a disability. Well, I have news for you. Everybody who I know is really good in what we do have dyslexia because your brain is switched differently. So what other considering a, dis uh, a disability, I consider a superpower. I wouldn't change it for anything in the world because I can see things that people cannot see. But 
as we talked before, I have a lot of grammatical errors. And I put out with that. I, I put it in all my classes. It's like, I always, when I teach in the first slide, it's like, I'm a highly dyslexic. Don't judge me for my grammar. Judge me for my knowledge. Wait until the end of the training. And it's still people coming like, oh, you have two grammatical errors on your presentation. Like, four hours training, like 180 slides, and you're the only thing that you can think about it after a training is that I have two grammatical errors. Mm -hmm. You're not my can of customer or student. Done. Also, I just love that you're drinking a mug with poop emojis on it. You're so cool. I want to oh, be yeah. you. Thank you. And I met with Susan and the first second, okay, please also note that when I reached out to Susan, I reached out to her from my Liat Sachs email. So she didn't know that I do study notes or anything that I do. Literally, I spoke to her like that next day. So she didn't have time to research me or follow me. And I spoke to her and I said, hey, listen, I'm happy to pay you because you do this, you do this service, these facial readings. Um, because there's all these behaviors in the face, essentially, or, you know, she'll talk more about it. And the first thing she told me, what were the first few things you told me? And I was like shocked. What did you say? The first thing I told you is like, you're extremely visual. You like colors. You need to see, you like to draw. And if you're going to the doctor, you need to take your own notes and you process information slower than other people. But doesn't mean that you're slow. It's take you longer. You prefer to be in a class sharing with others and you suddenly turn the computer and show me all the colors, the color markets, and you show me all the things and like, oh my God, I'm really visual. How do you know that? And I says, you talk, you talk, you can talk a lot, but you don't talk a lot about how you feeling. Which I thought was really interesting. And you said something else about an Uber. And I, that one was oh, the one, yeah. that was the if one you, that like made me like want to fall over. Uh, yeah, it says, okay, if you're in an Uber, uh, suddenly the driver is going to start talking to you and going to sharing with you about everything. And you're like, I just want to have my five minute ride. I just finished a meeting. I need to go to the next one. Stop talking to me. I don't know who you are. I'm not going to see you again. Stop talking about your personal life. You have that gift who make people talk to you and share with you that it's great for your profession, but it's really hard in your personal life because now you need to start filtering everybody's problems. Literally that, when she said that, I was like, oh my God. I always wondered if there was a sign on my forehead that's like, tell me every private thing going on in your life. Tell me if you're in the middle of an affair. Tell me if you are um, going through a breakup. And I, 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 like, I definitely reinforce the behavior because I actually am interested in people but sometimes it does get exhausting. But um, you should work in you should work in gossip. You're gonna make a lot of money, but people is gonna be throwing up all the the the, the secrets to you. So maybe you you need to redo your career. I know. Oh, I already was gonna redo it once to be a hostage negotiator after that podcast, and then now I'll just get into gossip um, columns and and get all the information. And but you <laughs> said that, and I was like literally in shock. But you have not seen Casey. So I think this is the perfect opportunity. Casey's camera is off. Um, you're going to look at Casey. And Casey, actually, when we spoke last time, why Casey, she was really sick um, throwing up. And so she didn't really get a chance to talk to Casey at all or engage or see that Casey is actually cool. Casey was like dull as fuck last time we spoke. <laughs> <was> so dumb. <laughs> so I was like uh, trying to hold it together. I'm like, 
gonna puke and susan was so kind she's like the things you said you were like it's okay we all have hard days we all have bad days and i hate having bad days i hate not being present and you know on my game it's not me okay um, stop saying things okay about yeah, you. Don't yeah. Tell her you are. Ooh, okay ooh. casey turn your camera on and i'm warning you she's kind of frightening looking ah! <laughs> okay casey i need to see your ears okay hold on should i take my earrings off no okay they're covered they're covered casey your hair okay you have the same things okay wow interesting ears now look at me okay you're you have the same thing the liat have she, you are extremely visual you think outside the box you are you have been criticized for coming with um ideas and solution and things that are not the 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 norm that everybody would think and like what is wrong with you like no this is amazing and you need to fight for that because people don't follow that that lead with you because they don't understand that you can think so outside the box so you're always one step ahead of other people tell me if i'm right you're right and i think that's a, a good tell of why i kind of joined study notes i just trusted i had this big vision that study notes in the podcast is going to be amazing and I'm doing it. <laughs> That's what I'm doing every day. Well, I'm talking about doing, you're a doer, like between thinking and doing feelings coming after. Yeah. You're like, like the to go girl. Like you keep going and going and going. Never happened to you. People says, Hey dude, eight hours of work is enough. Or you're going on a trip and you keep going, going and going to the seating and, and you're really curious and you want to learn about the museum and the statue and the book. And you go with a guy and your husband like, honey, it's been a 12, 12 hour walk. Can we rest? I'm like, what is resting? It's for when we dine. If you, uh, if my family, my family does listen to this and they're going to be killing right now, dying because that is me. I will, I'll prepare for everything. Let's do this. There's no stop. I will work on weekends, on nights. It's one of my biggest, uh, I mean, it's, I think it's a strength, but it's also a weakness because do I take time to sit in my feelings? No, because if no. I do things, no, I can you're keep never. Going. Yeah. No, yeah. Right. If somebody asks you how you're feeling, you're going to say, I'm doing great, but That's between what I said feeling earlier between feeling and doing is different, but you know what? It's nothing wrong with that. The problem is as a society, we are related doing with men, feeling with women. So when a woman doesn't have feeling, they have the doing, it's a lot of criticized because like, what is wrong with you? That's supposed to be a man attitude, but it's not. And another thing, you have a high proxemic is like, you don't let people get to you until you're not ready to let them in. Let's not know somebody going to come up to your oh house and knocking, knocking in your door. Like, Hey, I want to be your boyfriend. Like, dude, I want to meet you first. I'm sure when you was dating was really slow. Take your time, analyze the situation. Don't talk about feelings. I'm going to let you know, dude, when I'm ready to talk about those things, tell me. You're right. No, you're totally I'm right. Especially, dying. And I'm this is what dying. differs between Liat and I. And I told her this because she's like, why does everyone tell me everything and not you? And I'm like, I don't let them in until I'm ready. Yeah. I don't. And she's like, you know, I set a boundary, Liat. Like, have you ever heard of a boundary? And I'm like, I'm like, but I kind of like it. Like, I like, I do like, like feeling close to people, blah, blah, blah. And I just think what you just said is so accurate. And in Dallas, we ran into a situation where we were, we were leaving TJ Maxx and there was a lady outside the store asking for money. 
And so immediately I was like, okay, yeah, sure. I opened my wallet and it happened to be $3 in a wrap, like rolled with each other. And so I was too embarrassed to look like I was separating the money. So I felt like I needed to give her all $3, right? And Casey was like, I was like, nope, sorry. I don't have any cash on me. Just very quick. And again, yeah, like I wasn't ready at that moment to let that person into my zone. Nope. But but another thing, when you talk to people, you have a kind way to say it. People, when people is in your cycle, you talk to people in a way they feel comfortable. They feel empath. When I'm sure when friends have their heartbroken, they come into you're the fixer. You always trying to fix situation. You're not an emotional person. You're a fixer. So yeah, you wow. break with your boyfriend. You're going to be the one who take me to the gym to do the wax, get a new clothing, get me on my feet, get me on Tinder and match. You are the fixer. So I'm when dying. I'm no, I actually, I, I, tears are kind of like welling in my eyes because that is so true is that I don't, if people come to me, they'll come to me because they want me to help them and fix things. And it weighs so heavy on me, like whether it's my best friend or family or whatever it is, call Casey, she'll fix it. She'll make sure everything's good. Yeah. Wow. Oh God. <laughs> Last one. Is yeah. somebody want to give you an appreciation and tell you that you did a good job giving you a statue, bringing you flowers doesn't work. You need to receive a hug and says, thank you very much. You did a great, great job. Even if you take the trash out or you help me with my homework, you don't like to be publicly or explosively, um, Appreciated. She's crying. She's Literally. crying. I'm so sorry, but I no. see. <laughs> I see you. So it's nothing yeah. wrong with who you are. It's amazing because you're the kind of friend that I would like to have. Because <laughs> everybody need a fixer. Everybody can cry, but nobody can help you to get to the struggle from the problem to fixing and people is get too stuck on the process of grieving of being depressed and you're the kind of person like bitch are you depressed get out of the couch i'm gonna put you in the shower and let's go so but at the end of the day it's like casey can i take you to your favorite restaurant and buy you meal and, and share a glass of wine with you because i really appreciated what you did for me that's what you need so whoever know you cop um, I don't know, partner, kids, parents, Casey doesn't need flowers. Casey doesn't need more shoes. She wants to human interaction appreciating. And I'm not going to say anymore because now I feel guilty. <laughs> no, no, you're amazing. I really appreciate, um, you know, I think, you know, one thing about me that you nailed is that I will be everyone's strength, right? All the time. And when but nobody asks you. Right. Yeah. Oh, okay, guys. Here we go. Emotional podcast. <laughs> Liat, take it over. But it's okay. I, you know what? But I have, I have a Casey. I have news for you. Is your fault? Why? Because you're always taking care of everyone, and you need to. You don't know how to ask for help. So next time that you need help, says, "Hey, dude, I don't know how <laughs> yeah. to ask for help. So when you see me struggling, please offer your help because that's my love language." then I need and appreciate your help for things simple like go to the grocery. Oh, I forgot the butter for the pasta. Go and get it <laughs> from the store and don't give me a hard time. Amen. I love this. You are great. Thank you, Susan. Casey is literally <laughs> like, And If you guys could see me, 
They're like, and I'm not a crier. I do not cry. Even when people come to me crying, I'm like, I don't cry. <laughs> Except when I sprained my ankle the other night. I cried a lot then. <laughs> well, you know what? It's happened to me all the time. I always says, tears are a way to wash things mm -hmm. that are getting ten. And what you do with face reading, in this case, it was emotional and I is validating you because somebody else is seeing you. And when somebody else sees you, it's like, oh, there's nothing wrong with me. I'm a fixer. That's who I am. I'm the same way. I'm not an empath. I'm a, I'm a fixer. So I friends doesn't come with me with, when they have emotions. But imagine how much you can reach to a patient, mm -hmm. to a client, to a person who need help and doesn't know how to ask for that help. So yes. if I can read your face, if I can profile you, and the word profiling it has a bad advertisement out there, but believe me, it's a good word. Why? Because I can see you. I can give you validation. I can get to you. If you're my patient and you have a problem and we sit in therapy, I went from zero to 100 in like 15 seconds. And you felt compelled to talk because I'm talking your language. So phase reading is not bad. I always says, if I give you a car and you drink and drive and you kill someone, who's responsible, the car or the driver? But if I take the same car and I'm going to NOLA when the, the, when the Euro can happen and I start picking people and saving people, it's the same car, it's the person who drive it. So everything can be good, everything can be bad. What I do is trying to get people human intelligent to become humans again so we can talk again because again i don't speak tinder i don't speak twitter i don't speak starbucks i want to talk to people if i know how give you information wow that is powerful the power to become humans again it's beautiful because so, i think one really quickly we'll get off me but no 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 i i love it i i i, I feel like sometimes um in my family, whatever, I can come off as cold because I don't show that like emotion. I'm more like pick yourself up by the bootstraps. You know, if you're sad or you're going through something, let's do it, but fix it. But rather than focusing on that, you know, sadness. And it's not that I don't, it's because I have that boundary up of like letting people in because I'm afraid to get hurt. So it's not so much that I'm cold. It's that I've been through so much that when people are going through hard times, it's, I, I want to fix it but I definitely have this like wall up. Honey, I have news for you. If you're going to the Louvre in Paris, you need to go through certain security checkout to see the Mona Lisa. So <laughs> you're the Mona Lisa, you have your own security check. It's okay with you. <laughs> the only point is, I would say people like, you know what? In order to get to my heart, you need to pass a couple security clearance. The same on the airport. Everything whose value need to have security clearance. Your heart is value to you. So security clearance is what need to get to people to get you. You're not difficult to get. People do not understand. And it's easy to criticize who you are instead to say, hey, let's talk. Why? Remember the why who can mm -hmm. be good and bad? Well, in this yeah. case, it's going to be what? It's going to be good. Why you are, you look like you're cold. No, like I, you need to pass the security clearance to get to my heart. Why? Because it's my big treasure. And in order to get it, in order to have the fixer, in order to have the friend who's going to, and by the way, you're the kind of friend who's going to be loyal forever. You're going to be the. She's literally a Labrador. <laughs> when I explain her to anyone, I'm like, 
She's a Labrador retriever. It's insane. Her loyalty is like nothing I've ever seen. I don't have any doubt. She's going to be the kind of girl who's 80 and both together having tea on Sundays and talking about BS and keep doing. And she's going to be the one who take it to the hospital and arrange your funeral. So that's the girl you need to keep next to you. But in order to that, it need to be one. You don't give things for free. You're not a free girl. You are really pricey. <laughs> you don't get any untrained derived relations from me. <laughs> uh, no. Wait, Susan, and I'm sorry, guys, sorry you have to Please. listen, but you guys do know Casey and I a little bit, so I think this is interesting. I know that you read people's dynamic in terms of relationships too, and I have major feelings about the relationship that Casey and I have you know, as colleagues and as partners who do work together and speak a million times a day. And I just want to know what your thoughts are on our dynamic. I know it's only been a short time. And to be on, I'm actually interested because I don't feel like you had a lot of behind the scenes of what's going on because Casey was so dead on any phone call we had, literally. Well, uh, you both are energizer bunnies. Uh, uh, your proximity, Liat, it's different than, than Casey. You, Liat, let people in easily than <laughs> Casey. Casey take more time. But two things that you two have is that you two are really visual. So it's a surprise that this podcast is not in YouTube too. It's Ooh. a surprise. And I think you got girls because you're visual. And Liat, your art craft is wicked like i think that you need to incorporate your craft and your and your in your podcast and i'm sorry i'm getting my nose here but it's weird that this podcast is not a youtube channel too it sh you should do it because both are really visual and both thinking outside the box so that's the reason the, the the main reason you two get together is because you two thinking outside the box and that's where uh I, i'm sure it was a coffee idea i was a napkin writing uh, text and that napkin become and this podcast is amazing who have more than quarter million of download and I'm going to be one of them. Ah, so no, I think you're going to get us to a million. I mean, wow. Because it was I, so, I, yeah. I, Remember when you came to me, we just met on, again, we met live like this on the internet. We'd not met in person. And you said, I really want to start a podcast. I'm like, I do too. I've always wanted to do it. It was like a text. It, it literally never, ever, ever imagined that it would be where it is now. And it's just like what you're saying, my heart was also warm when you're talking about Casey, because again, I am the most trusting person and it's actually bad sometimes. Not that I get fucked over that much, to be honest, but it's like, I want to include everyone and in everything I do. And it becomes a problem because I over be like, oh, oh yeah, you could do this project with us and you could do this and this. And it's like, at a certain point, it's too much. And Casey reels me in. But there's something about our chemistry that well, but, I can't but that explain is good. Yeah, that is no, good it's, it's amazing. You bring people in and Casey put, again, the security lock and like, okay, this is too coming too personal. Liat, step back. Casey, Casey is the guardian. You are the, you see, you have, when you have a club, you have promoters and you have the security guard in the door. So you're the promoter. Casey is the security guard on the, <laughs> on the front of the club. So it's worked perfectly. What I'm saying is nothing is good or bad. If you are aware of those things is mm -hmm. how you pair with others, with my friends, with my partner, with my family, I pair with people and at work, for example, 
I'm all over the place. Like this morning, I wake up at four o'clock in the morning. I have a problem sleeping. My brain is going too much. We launch in a new company, new website. So I sleep in three hours a day. And I have people in my team who are the one who like, what the heck? Where is my email? Oh, we lock your email until 9 a.m. Like what? <laughs> because you need to sleep. And if you're awake, what you need to do is been reading a magazine, not been working. Like since when? Well, we love you. We're going to take care of you. So we're not going to allow you to work from midnight to 9 a.m. in the morning. And they lock my email. I get mad. And it's an intervention. I get mad. I get pissed off. But they're right. You know what? They're taking care of me. On the weekends, now they block my emails too. I found out they block my emails from Friday at midnight to Monday, 9 a.m. Yeah. You need those guardians. Oh, I love them. But you know what? It's an amazing team. And I love my team. I am who I am because I have amazing people who is in the shadow working with me. Not for me, with me, because we're a team. We are who we are, thanks the people that we are. So the people who surround you is the most important people in your life. Check this. Ask, ask yourself, what are the five people in your personal life and the five people in your work life that you always consult and talk to them? And that is a reflection of who you are. Boom, shakalaka. I like that a lot. All right. Wait. So, Susan, I need to ask you. What? You're what? Human you need being. to ask me. I have so much to ask you because I'm an interrogator You guys, myself. just so you know, this will be a two. We're going to have her on again for a whole other topic, too. But this is uh, just so you know, there'll be more. Lots yeah, because she's that let's, cool. Let's bring. Actually, Eliad says that she want to watch the Bachelorette together, and says if you bring the wine, I'm more than happy. <laughs> I want to watch the Bachelorette together and read human behavior. But I want to know when you looked at Casey or you looked at myself, what behaviors are you analyzing? Because what I see is I see Casey sitting with a microphone in front of her face, with her hair kind of put together. Um, and I'd be like, okay, she's kind of put together. Like, I, well, what are you looking at? You, you said there's like 200 something things you're looking at. Okay, only to clarify, I do face reading, micro expression, body language, statement analysis, forensic analysis, personality types, and um, it might huge, huge delay MPI, but we're going to talk about that another time. So your face have 235 features that I can read. So once I read your face, and I'm talking to you, I see your body language and your micro-expression reaction. For example, when I was talking with Casey, instead to get away from the camera, she get near to the camera. Why? Because she get interested. She got recognized. And I start seeing her face start, like her eyes start um, getting watery. So uh, you can read that micro-expression. And I saw the expression in both of you of surprise. So I knew I no, was but the before right that, before that, like oh, I would feature, say, no, the features on the face. But I'm saying know, before, what are you looking at on her ear? The type of earring she's wearing? No, it's I'm looking in. Okay, ears and eyebrows. To ears and eyes are to me the most important things that you can read in a person. That's the reason my profiles, all my media profiles, you're gonna see me wearing dark, dark glasses. Why? Because if I, you can read my eyes, I can do a 22 page report on you. So I look and the size of the ears, the size of the earlobes, the inner corner, outer corner, uh, the inclination of the ear, 
I look on the eyebrows, I look the quantity of hair, the shape, how high they are from the eyelid, when they finish, how they finish, how they start, how separated are the things. For example, you, my lady, you're really good with details. You're really, really good with detail, Casey, because you can see you're going to be my girl who's going to take care of my PowerPoints because you're going to see all my grammatical errors and you're going to see my font. You're going to see an, an advertisement when uh, a, a, an image switch. So that's another thing. You are really good with details and that's good because when you're running a business like in, in partnership, you need somebody who's good with details. In my case, my assistant is the one who have, and it's a man. It's the first time in my life that I have a man assistant and best decision ever because- <laughs> Make I, him I, work, baby. Make him work. It's it's like my right hand, like Dave, don't leave me, bitch. I can lose my husband, <laughs> but I cannot leave my, lose my assistant. So- but, Literally. Literally, Yeah. So you're good with details. He is really good with details. And he called me on all the time. That you, Casey, have the same one, Liat. So yeah, yeah, you're pointing that she have that feature. So <laughs> it's it's so many things. What about in your my life. detail? What about my detail? Take take off all your glasses. Oh, honey, we're gonna be late all the time. <laughs> You know what's funny is that today was the first podcast Liat was on before me. Out of 38 episodes, she's usually five minutes late, hasn't printed the outline, her mic doesn't work, her headphones aren't set up. <laughs> yep. That's the reason you are complimenting to each other. You yeah, don't need to right. be equal. You need to be complimenting. Okay. I have a phrase for you that I always use with my partner. Your imperfections make you perfect for me. I love that. Aww. This kiss is such me, a good Valentine's me. Day episode. I know. I like want to kiss you through the phone. Smooches. <laughs> Wait, but okay, but tell me this. Okay, so when we look at behavior, we say like it's something someone's doing or something. Let's say you saw me in the raw. I had like because you did say like you could tell if someone's overplucked their eyebrows, they might be a I might be saying this wrong, so correct me if I'm wrong. You said, "No, you know what? Seventy-five percent of the profiles that I do, I only receive a picture, and I don't have any information. Actually, I don't want any information when I do in an statement writing for a lawyer, an insurance company, or a, a behavioral uh, approach. I always ask, don't tell me anything. Send me the picture, send me the statement, and I'm going to tell you what is going on. More information I have, more bias I get. That's the reason people like us." we are messed up from our family or loved ones because we try to put um, a shield in front of us not to be ready. You can imagine, I, as I told you, I live in the countryside and I'm never going to get tired to say it. I'm living on an acre of land. I don't have any neighbors around. Uh, my only things on the background is trees and fox and deers. Why? Because I get overloaded stimulated with what I do I cannot turn it off so I'm I went to buy a car I ended up training the the people in the dealership why because I was reading everyone so it's it's dude really I do that too I literally am like do you guys realize like do you want to increase your sales here at this hairdresser like what are you doing <laughs> it's annoying yeah but so what happened is that you need to be reading people so Less than I know. That's the reason I ask openly to block your 
your your your camera because in between the time that we start the podcast until the time that I need to read you, I'm gonna have done a block in my mind because you're on my comfort zone. I let you in because I have the same proximity that you have. And I cannot be able to read you because I do a lot of meditation to make sure that people that I care, I don't read them because I don't think it's fair for them. But on the other hand, all my friends has received free training and all the team on our team has received training. So everybody can read everyone and my friends can read me. Why? Because I equalize the power because what I have is literally a superpower that freak people out. And the people who's near to me, I don't want to lose them. That is the family I choose in life. I don't want to lose them because I'm a freak weirdo. That's the reason <laughs> I always says people call, call me quirky, intense, and all the things and like they suit me. Welcome to the club. Absolutely. Wow. Okay. And you had said that you uh, you had said something about going into a prison and reading faces. And I want people to realize that this is not at all, and we would not bring it on this podcast unless we were trying to show what not behaviorism is. This is not a mentalistic, I'm telling your future kind of thing. Like she's not sitting here saying, you're going to get married in the next 30 years. You're going to make a million dollars tomorrow. This is all observable. Um, it's a 5,000 years old uh, witchcraft. Uh, the Chinese started, Abraham Lincoln was a physiognomist, was a face reader. Uh, what we know to do as a jury selection is based on your face because your body language and your micro expressions are negative when you're sitting in a courtroom because except me, nobody else want to be in a courtroom. Aristotle used to find what are the best warriors for Alexander the Great. American Airlines, uh, Dallas Forward uh, GE, they're publicly saying they have trained their people to do face reading because the size of your nose can tell me if you want to buy the expensive upgrade or not. So that's, but that's that. But I don't get that because someone can't choose that. Like I understand looking at, let's say, facial lines. You're like, I could tell that person seems worried a lot, like because, you know, their face has some of these lines in it or something. Liat, you know what is your problem? I what? just saw a wrinkle that I never saw before. You <laughs> don't believe in things until they are not proved to you. You're an skeptical. Am I? Yeah. I've become like that as a behavior analyst, I think. I think I used to be like, oh, yeah, no, I'm not gullible. Like, yeah, you won't bullshit. That... I, I love bullshitting other people, but you won't bullshit me necessarily. Well, I just saw that because the wrinkle and the triangular form in top of the end of your eyebrows told me that. That's so cool. And it's Guys, so true, honestly. <laughs> I yeah. didn't saw that before, but I just I just lowered the shield, the shield because I saw something flashing in your forehead and like what is that now the dry light it is like yeah you're, ex you're ex skeptical why so difficult to say that word uh but when you believe you are the first follower you're going to be the person if you believe in what i do you're going to be posting all over the place because you believe but until i, I don't prove you you are 100 percent right everyone this is cool shit. go to the humanbehaviorlab.com if you want to get your face red, if you want to know, you know, is someone being deceptive? If you want to know, like, I really, I mean, Casey could vouch for me. I think I've spent hours talking to 
Casey alone about her. Casey's like, you are obsessed. I'm like, yeah. I've told my husband all about it. My family. I'm like, this lady has trained under the Mossad. I, this is just insanity. There's so many directions I want to go. I think that we have a whole other part to the outline, which I think that we should make a part two. Yeah, I agree. Coming up, I'm thinking because this can is we have, so- can, can be at night, so we have drinks. Yes, lady, amen. Yep, let's do it. What's your drink of choice? Oh, let me guess. I can read your behavior. Don't tell me. It's something creepy, like a death skull black um, whiskey. No, no. Sam Malbec. 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 I love Malbec. Beautiful. Simple. <laughs> You know what? I'm like a domesticated cat with a weird profession. <laughs> I love you. You're so weird, and I love that about you. Weird yeah. is so cool to me. Let's wrap up today because it has been our you know time limit, and we are so, so, so happy to have you back on and do another one. We have Our outline for you is miles long. So, Guys, and what's to come next time we have her on, just so you know, so I can get you all hot and bothered again. Um, about lie deception, the behavior that you look for, the antecedent behavior consequence, um, and just, you know, someone stating something alone with body language. Um, we're going to talk about mo- movement pattern analysis. We're going to talk about... I also um, want to hire to talk about... Um, Trump body and language. Melania. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the Obamas versus Trump body language. And am I a sexual person? Am I not? Like all these different things. It's so exciting. Ooh, we're going to go <laughs> dark, ladies. I love it. Let's yeah. go dark, baby. Dark side. Okay. Anyways, this is, this is my favorite thing I've done because I am just like, I don't know. I, I love this shit. So Can I tell you one behavior that Liat is not doing today that she does sometimes during podcasts or any meetings. Please she, tell me. she draws or doodles. And I can tell right now her interest is so high because she has not taken her face away from this camera for the last hour. So. Thank you. It's a pleasure. It's true. I get my best doodles done on, um, on podcasts. And Casey's like, text me like, look up. It's rude. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, it means I'm focused. If I'm, I'm listening, if I'm drawing. Okay, I, let's let's. I want to say something for the people listening. Let's yeah. be honest. The best part of the podcast is the three of us are out in our PJs yeah. recording, and that was like a PJ party. PJ party on a Friday Valentine's with my two ladies, Susan I and Liat. If I were to add another behavior bitch to the mix, I yes. I vote Susan in. I'm sorry, <laughs> I vote. Susan in. I'm going to give her a fucking rose. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> she gets the rose of the night or the morning because it's still morning. Actually, I'm going to read her and I'm going to say flowers are not her love language. No, God, no. I meant bachelor. That's what I was talking about. I think her love language is skulls. At- well, skulls, <laughs> yes, but she told us that's her reinforcer. But out of the love language, I think she might like acts of service, like someone taking her car. <gasps> How the heck you know that? Um, you would like someone to like take your car to get the gas filled, like change your oil. I hate that. I hate that. Yes, like someone, yes, yes. Someone could cook for you so you could just like keep reading and working. And the reason I'm saying <laughs> this is because I sense a lot of similarities in you that I see with myself. And that's why I'm able to detect this. Mm-hmm. So maybe, maybe I could be your, um, what's the word? Protege. 
I have I have a couple of mentees that I have that I'm training. So I'm planning to semi-retire, not completely retire, maybe in like eight years and only doing things that I really enjoy, like teaching or researching and writing books that I've been postponing. But yeah, I have a couple of mentees. So bitches, you can be my bitch. I will love that. Oh, we can be your bitch. Nothing like being someone's <laughs> bitch, baby. Yeah, anyway. that works. Susan, thank you so freaking much. This has been so fun. I've been looking forward to this episode. Thank you for making Casey's tough ass cry. I'm so impressed because if I saw her face from the beginning, I know you're like, I saw her crying. So that was reinforcement that what I'm saying is right. But before that, she has like, she like puts like a very strong shield up. So I was impressed that you said that because I and think especially around new people, I wouldn't ever, I don't know. I don't cry like that. Nope, 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 nope. I would that, be trying to be good. fake. And I'm, yeah, you broke that right down. So thank you. You fake thank ass you. bitch. I All know. right. <laughs> Anyways, guys, Susan, we love you. I've asked you to be my best friend. I've asked you to watch The Bachelor with me. I've asked if I could go to prisons with you to look at serial killers' faces. So please feel free to invite me on any of these trips that you want. Um, I adore you. You're amazing. And Casey said I could be your daughter, maybe because we're both wearing all black and glasses and our hair up, whatever it is. But either way, thank you. Thank you. As always, guys, hope you love this. Go find us. As always, love ya. Mean it. Hey guys, it's Liat and Casey. We just want to take a second to let you know that if you're thinking of being a millennial like us and starting your own podcast, there is a way. You can do your show without having to become an audio editing and production wizard because guess what? We don't know shit with that. But we have Alan at Pretty Easy Podcast who helped us get started. He records our shows. He posts them. He adds awesome, awesome music and cool shit when we don't even know what he's doing. He sends us teaser episodes. He does it all. We just sit here and friggin' talk. We shoot the shit and you can record from home, your office, the park, a bathroom stall at work. It doesn't matter. He provides the complete podcast studio. All you need is a microphone and you're good. Alan caters to your schedule and gives you a producer for your show at your beck and call. He has been super flexible with our schedule. Whenever we need him, we go to Google Calendar. We just book him and he does all the hard work. It's like so incredibly easy. That's why it's probably called Pretty Easy Podcast. So be heard and have some fun podcasting like us. Go to prettyeasypodcast.com today. 